0: Praise the Lord and welcome to our Thursday morning Bible study. We're studying the book of Hebrews. Grab your Bibles, your pencil, and your paper. We're in chapter 5. It's going to be a great broadcast today. I'm excited about what the Lord is saying and doing through the ministry that He's given us here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. I want you to know that we are living on the edge of what's called the end, the last moments of the times of the Gentiles. We, as God's people, God's soldiers of the cross, are about to go home to that great banquet feast, that wedding banquet feast. Any moment now, we are about to leave. I hope you're preparing. Those that are living by grace are looking for the appearing of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's Titus chapter 2. You'll find it there. Grace teaches us to look for the appearing of our blessed Savior. Hallelujah. And that's coming at any moment. Today, I just, before we dig into the Word, I want to thank all of you who give to help us get seven expositor study Bibles, the Old and New Testament, not just the New Testament. Seven expositor study Bibles every week, week after week, no breaks, into the hands of inmates who are writing and requesting those Bibles. We keep about this many or more letters, sometimes far more than this, from the inmates, and they're requesting that Bible. And they say their buddy has it, their cellmate has it, and it's explaining the Scriptures to them, and they they, they finally are in a place where they can understand the Scriptures. Why is that? Why that Bible? Because that Bible, my friend, all the notes point to Calvary, to what Jesus did at Calvary. And I'm telling you, it it takes about $1,000 every six weeks, five weeks, to get seven of those into the hands of the inmates who are requesting them. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your help in getting an inmate a Bible. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just donate... If everybody that was a part of our ministry here and afar would donate $33 a week, $33 a month, or, or, or your church take up donations to be a part of this ministry, and we make it get up to 10 Bibles a week because these inmates, what a blessing it is to receive the Word of God especially in the Bibles that are all filling the earth today to have one that really points to the focus of the whole Bible, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. You can donate specifically for that ministry on your smartphone. Text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And there's one of the options there is donating for the Bibles. And I thank you again for all of you who do. On the 18th of this month, Robin and I will be in Greenwood, Mississippi with the great determined congregation that pastors Wayne and Debbie Voss pastor, we've been friends with them for many, many years now, linked arm in arm declaring this great gospel truth of Christ and Him crucified. Many things have come against Him and them and us, but we stand today still together. Not ashamed of the gospel and not ashamed of them or others who are preaching this message. And we are so thankful to be able to go and be with them. I call Greenwood Crossway Ministries there our home away from home. And I'm thankful that uh, they would open the door and allow us to bring the truth of the gospel into their ministry there. No, I'm not a big name. No, I don't have a mega church. It's the gospel after. Hallelujah. And I do have that. Glorious Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's July the 18th, Sunday morning. If you're anywhere near there, even if you're far away, get a plane ticket, put some gas in your car. I'll see you there on the 18th of July, Sunday morning, praise God. Hebrews chapter 5, I was going to move on into chapter 6 today, but I'm not done. The Lord is not done with this a little bit more before we move on into chapter 6. And you don't want to turn this off. You want to listen. If you have to go, you need to come back and listen to this today. It's going to be very, uh, very important Uh, Most of the church today, I'm not being ugly, but they are dead, just like the church in Sardis found by Jesus, having a name that they were alive, but they were dead. And uh, most would sit and listen to this and say, I believe you're right, preacher, and they'd never even consider that they're dead or their church is the one that's dead. And uh, it's all based on the object of their faith, all based on the object of their faith. And we need to make sure that the object of our faith is only one, not mixed with many, but one, Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Again today, we identify ourselves through faith with Him in His death at Calvary because that is the work that pleased God. And outside of that, there is nothing, nothing that pleases God outside of His Son and what His Son did for us at Calvary. Outside of that, nothing pleases God. I want you to know that. And that's what the Bible means when it says it's impossible to please God without faith. And that is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us, Galatians 2.20. And there in that same Bible verse, we learn that that's the faith we live by, that faith. That's the only faith that pleases God. Hallelujah. Today, Hebrews chapter 5 will be in verse 13. This is part 12. Get your Bibles. This is our classroom setting, online classroom, Bible, pencil, paper. You'll be able to go back and listen to these. You'll be able to share these. You'll be able to use these for meetings that you have among whoever to learn how to get off the milk and on the meat and all that that pertains. So let's dig into this today. The Lord has caught the church, not just the church then, but the church today, as babes on the milk, unskillful in the word of righteousness, meaning inexperienced in the word of righteousness. They're not on the meat which is that they should have been by this time, the Lord says, which is equated to being teachers by now. Not necessarily in a pulpit or in a Sunday school classroom, but let's don't exclude that. Let's make sure this means teaching with our lips and teaching with our lives. Don't just choose one and exclude the other or the one is illegitimate. Just all this all this talk today about just loving folk and living morally upright. Well, lost people, a lot of lost people are trying to live morally upright. And that's basically what the church has succumbed to, just trying to be morally good. And, and see, the difference between just trying to be an upright citizen in the community and having an upright heart before the Lord is all going to be determined by what's happening with God's righteousness. You understand that? Listen to this verse. Psalms 119 and 7. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned your righteous judgments. That means your righteous words. And that's what we're talking about here. Look at verse 13. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness for he is a babe, unskillful, inexperienced in the word of righteousness, in God's judgments of righteousness, unskillful. So look back at Psalms 119.7. I will praise thee with an upright heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. A babe on milk is just learning the, the first principles of the oracles of the Lord. The things that Hebrews chapter 6 mentions in the first and second second verse there that we learn when we first are born again. But then we are to move on unto perfection, Hebrews 6 tells us. And it's a choice that we have to make. Whether we begin to see and learn and experience God's words of righteousness Becoming experienced in in his word of righteousness so that we can, verse 14, discern both good and evil. We're not talking about just the the, the top of the level things. Well, We know that's murder, that's evil. We know that's adultery, that's evil. No, we're talking about the spiritual things here so that we can judge righteous judgment the the extent that the church today knows anything about God's righteous judgment is uh, when they're when they're at, are you judging me man and the church says well Jesus said we're to judge righteous judgment but that's the end of it they don't know what that means <clears throat> and even those that do know the next step say well we're to judge based on God's word that's true. But God's word in the context of the cross of Christ because only from there comes what makes God's words righteous righteous Jesus the branch the Lord of righteousness our Sid Canoe the Lord is my righteousness He is the branch of righteousness and that was offered only through the cross Only through the cross. He that knew no sin became our sin offering that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, meaning faith in his death. Don't forget that. Now you need to write this down. It's another one. I'm going to turn there for you. I don't have it in my notes, but we've got to give it to you this morning. Psalms 94 and 15. Because it goes right along with, I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I have learned your righteous judgments. Watch this now. Psalms 94, 15. We're talking about who's got the upright heart. Who can praise God with an upright heart? Those who are learning God's righteous judgments. Uh Those who are becoming skillful in the word of righteousness. Not be, not babes on the milk. Not babes on the milk. They're unskillful. They're inexperienced in the word of righteousness. So they're, they're, they're very much limited. They, they cannot yet really discern properly between good and evil much different than the world does. Oh, that's a powerful statement. They have the spirit of God. They were saved by the truth. OF GOD, THE LORD JESUS CHRIST, AND THEIR FAITH IN WHAT HE DID FOR THEM ON THE CROSS. BUT THEY BETTER MOVE ON FROM THE MILK onto THE SOLID FOOD, WHICH ALLOWS THEM TO BECOME TEACHERS WITH THEIR LIVES, TEACHERS WITH THEIR LIPS, HAVING A BOLDNESS, THE BIBLE SAYS IN PROVERBS, THAT THE RIGHTEOUS ARE AS BOLD AS A LION. WELL, WHERE'S THE BOLDNESS OF THE CHURCH TODAY? Where is the boldness of the church today? And I don't mean in taking a stand against this and a stand against that. I mean taking a stand in the righteousness of the Lord. Preaching the message of the cross. Becoming determined to know nothing other than that which God has allowed us to boast in and have pleasure in and find all His grace in. And He forbids that we boast in anything other. Watch now. Psalms 94, 15. But judgment shall return unto righteousness and all the upright in heart shall follow it. We're talking about righteousness today because it's what's lacking the experience of God's word in righteousness. That means faith in the cross. That's what's lacking 99.9% of the church. And it will continue to be something that is lacking and devastating, critical to the church until the preachers start preaching the message of the cross. Not throwing the word cross in every once in a while, not not saying Jesus a couple of times in the message, but opening the Bible and allowing the Holy Spirit to point us and guide us into the truth of who Jesus is and what Jesus did at Calvary. Yes, my friends, the whole Bible is about that. If the cross of Christ is the only place God's righteousness flows from into the heart, if the cross of Christ is the only place, God's righteousness, God's righteousness flows from into the heart of man, and all of his words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8, and his righteousness is only revealed in the gospel the gospel truth, Romans 1, 16 and 17, then we don't have a right to do what we want to do with every word. What we have a right to do now is to take every word of God and look at it through the lens of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. That is following after judgment that is returned unto righteousness and until we learn to do that we're on the milk and babies get deceived, babies get abused, babies get seduced you know it's true babies can be deceitfully deceived, they can be abused, they can be seduced look at the perversions and the seductions of children in our nation in the natural realm the same is happening in the church Oh, we think we're getting away with it. We we play like it's not happening, but it's happening when ministers are not pointing to the cross using God's word. Then judgment cannot return to righteousness and no one can grow from the milk to the meat. Ninety percent or higher of all ministers in pulpit. Ninety percent, way higher than that. In the pulpits of the world today, in the church today, they're, they're still on the meat. Milk, and most of them are not even drinking pure and sincere milk. It's a dangerous thing. Now watch this. Let's go back to Hebrews. If I can get back there, Hebrews chapter 5, at the end of the lesson, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. And it's so important that we begin to see Jesus and what He did at Calvary in everything written in the Word of God. I can't help it that you've not heard this. I can't help it that this is not the most popular message. It has never been and will never be. It has been the message that caused everybody to forsake the Apostle Paul, except for a handful of people. And it is it is that which has come on the scene throughout the history of men and gotten a little popularity here and there in spots and then it falls away and folds again. It's gone. But on my watch, my friends, we will march to the finish line. We will march to the finish line with the boots of peace we've been given. Hallelujah. And those who follow us as we follow Christ, we will see the Savior at the finish line. You need to know that. And this is so important that we understand the topic of righteousness because the Lord declares in His Word that as He's pronounced us righteous in Christ, that has become our light. Listen to this. Psalms 37.6, I know you're writing these down. I know you wanting to go look at these when we're done to get a greater illumination <coughs> and guiding of the Holy Spirit of truth in, on your own time. Watch Psalms 37, six, And He, the Lord, shall bring forth your righteousness as the light <coughs> and thy judgment as the noonday. The noonday is the brightest part of the day and the righteousness of God He's given us, made us, robed us with in Christ Jesus through faith in His death. Listen. He says that He will bring forth our righteousness as the light. Get that. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the light of God's Word, the true light of God's Word. Because the true light of God's Word Is righteousness. Look, let's let's read that again. Psalms 37, 6. And he, the Lord, shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. Well, our righteousness is the Lord Jesus Christ provided for us by him through his death alone. Nothing else. You add to that, you turn the light off. You add to that, you turn the light off. Because it is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that he's given us, made us, that has become our light. And through that judgment, through that discernment, We can see as if we're walking in the noonday, the brightest part of the day. There's that spiritual discernment, being able to discern between evil and good, being able to discern why God has me here and not ever allowing uh, all these other things to supersede my calling of teaching the gospel with my life, my actions, and my lips not having some greater uh, uh, interest in something else and thinking that there's some higher calling, more important calling, and I go that way, but I I still throw the word cross in every once in a while. I, I still throw the name Jesus in every once in a while, but that's really not my focus. It's really not what I'm after. It's really not why I think I'm here. My friend, unless you're hungering and thirsting after righteousness, you won't be filled. Unless you're seeking God's righteousness first before all things, He won't be able to add to your life the things that you need. You need to understand, I'm just quoting Scripture right now. If you don't learn to hunger and thirst after God's righteousness, if if you're not hungry... To move on to the milk, to uh, to the meat, and move away from the milk, that which is keeping you a babe, that which is keeping you inexperienced, in inexperienced in the word of righteousness. Then that's why that's why you don't have the life that you have to take more steps. You're you're stuck in a place. You're, you, it's because you've been sitting in a pew. The preacher's not preaching God's words in their righteous context. The, he's not using God's word to point you to the cross. He's just trying to teach you church history. He's trying to teach you what the Bible says. I mean, the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is there, He's going to be guiding you into all the truth that you allow Him to teach you. And and the truth is Christ. The The truth can never be separated from the person and the work of Jesus Christ. It can't be Watch. Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth, well, that's the Holy Spirit and His ministers. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness shows forth that which can become your light as the noon day so that you can actually see without any darkness, hazy cloudy places you can see and discern between evil and good when nobody else around you can when the church loads up and follows after this big bag of uh, false doctrine that blows through town you won't have to go it seems right but you have spirit righteous judgment. You won't go because you see it makes me feel good. It has a smell to it. It, it. It makes me gives me chill bumps but it is not the truth of Christ and Him crucified all these things that's gone on throughout history among the church and oh, you you should go to that church and see the, the new thing that the Lord is doing. Oh, but you should go to that church and see the new thing there the Lord is doing. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 1 and 6, I believe it is, only that which was will be and there is no new thing under the sun. I wish somebody would just start believing the Bible. Hallelujah. Just, just go ahead and leave where you are if they're not putting the truth. Truth of Calvary on the table every week. It's not about your family and where they go to church. It's not about where you've always. It's not about a piece of property and a building and and something special about that place. Well, that's that's become the church though. It's not about God's righteousness. It's not about the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. It, it it's all about that building and that man and and that Property, that's been in our family heritage. Listen, that's not not what makes the church. The church are the people of God. And there are very few in the church today. Your your, your PhDs and doctorates and, and titles, they mean absolutely nothing to God. They only mean something to men. Nothing to Him. Degree, they mean nothing to him. Yeah, but all I've been learning, not most of what you have to learn in those places is not what the Lord's teaching. When the Lord is teaching, he's showing you the righteousness of Christ. If that's not what you're seeing, then whoever's showing, whoever's speaking to you is not putting that which is properly going to allow you to eat it and to be able to discern between good and evil. Ministers can come into a church today and because they have an accent from overseas. The people melt in their seats. That's where the church is today. I've been out there. I've been in that flaked out stuff where they're not not—they're not looking to Calvary. They're, they're not concerned about sin. They think sin is in the past. They have no idea they have a sin nature that's dominating them on this day. Let me, let me go on through this and show you a little more and I'll go a little bit over today because I can and because of the commercial. I like to teach in these sessions 30 minutes, so hang with me. A little bit more of the importance of faith in the cross, exclusive faith in the cross, because it's the only avenue through which we experience the fruit of righteousness. When I'm mixing the purpose driven, the government of twelve, the words I speak, the Emmaus Walk, the pur- anything other. And I claim my faith is not in that, but I'm just in, this is helping. No, they're not helping you, they're hurting you. They're distracting you from the one place you're to be looking, unto Jesus. There's two scriptures in the New Testament that talk about looking unto Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, and Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. Is that it? Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus. Both of those scriptures in the Bible verse there point you to the cross. You're not going to see Jesus in a purpose driven. You're not going to see Jesus in a government of 12. You're going to see man functioning among men striving to do things to show each other it can be done. Jesus did the doing. The gospel is the only place power of God emanates from. You need to understand that. It's the only place righteousness emanates from. Watch now. 1 Peter 3.15. This is for your notes that I know you're taking in this online classroom setting. But sanctify, that means set apart, the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. If you do, if you set him apart above all things in your heart, people are going to start asking you. Because if that's what's going on in your heart, if the Lord is sanctified, set apart in your heart, The fruit of your life is going to cause people to ask you what's going on with you. Where do you go to church? uh, Why are you living? Why why don't you watch this? It's going to cause some people to poke a stick at you and, and, and get you to talk to them. Watch now. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Now watch this. Isaiah 5 and 16. Oh, write it down, my friends. Isaiah 5 and 16. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. Get that. Psalms nine sixteen says the Lord is known through the judgment He executes. Get this. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. Remember Psalms 119.7 I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I have learned thy righteous judgment. Now hang on. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment and God that is holy. Remember the importance of righteousness. One of the great importances. is of righteousness, Romans chapter 6, is there can be no holiness, no fruit of holiness unless there's first fruits of righteousness. And there can be no fruits of righteousness today from me, through me, unless today I'm trusting in the death of Jesus, identifying myself, reckoning myself again today to be dead indeed to the sin nature and alive with God in Christ Jesus. You need to know that. It's not because of my born again experience. It's about... Denying myself, taking up my cross again today to be able to follow him. Get that. Watch this. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and all his judgments are in righteousness, and God that is holy, here it comes, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. God that is holy can only be set apart in the heart of man who has been declared first of all righteous by God in Christ Jesus through faith in what he did on the cross. And then if that's where we maintain our faith, we continue to hear and receive Revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 3, the church of Sardis, we're no longer hearing from the Lord, receiving from the Lord. Oh, but you couldn't have told them that. They had a name that they were alive. Oh, they were that church that thought they were alive and worth the drive. But Jesus shows up in the letter through Paul, uh, through John the Apostle and says, you're dead. You're dead. You need to get back to the place you began to hear, you began to receive. You better go there and read that story about Sardis because only those that repented from that place, only those that didn't go to that place, only those that repented and overcame that issue would not have their names blotted out. You better read that. I don't care what mom and daddy, that grandma, granny told you about whatever they told you. You better be found walking in the place where you are hearing and receiving of the Lord. Not just in some church that's exciting and got a program for everybody. Very, very dangerous. Watch now, let's read this again. Isaiah 5 and 16. But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment. And God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Now remember, 1 Peter 3.15, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Why? Because, Because God that is holy is only sanctified in righteousness. Do you see a greater urgency and necessity today to learn about God's righteousness? to learn to look only to <clears throat> excuse me to Jesus and his work at Calvary for that is the gospel the preaching of the cross is not just the power of God and the wisdom of God to a lost world. It's the power and the wisdom of God to the church because it's the message of righteousness. Noah was called a preacher of righteousness. Satan's ministers transform themselves as ministers of righteousness to bring about a mixture, to bring about a self-transformational message which causes us to be removed from grace. Galatians 5, 1 through 4. If you can listen to this and you're in one of these churches that's not focused on Calvary and it doesn't stir you and convict you to the point of being convinced to come up out of there, you are in some serious trouble. I know many have told me... if I left the church I was in my aunt my mother they they man they would disown me do you know that that's rather that's that's what Jesus would rather happen than for you to stay in a place where you're dead because you're sowing, into, you're sowing into death if you stay in a church that's dead. Well, how do you know if the church is dead? Well, let me tell you how you don't know. It has nothing to do with the music. has nothing to do with the way people act. It has only to do with what's being preached there. Many in our community, there's one particular church, uh, I've never been a, a, a part of it, but they don't preach what they really believe in the pulpit. If they did, that large congregation they had would leave. They don't preach their doctrine in the pulpit. They don't tell you what they're really about until they see someone really hungry who will follow them no matter what. Now they, 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 they've recognized them as from God and they, now they know they can get them in a back room and teach them Oh, this is going on in the church in every town and every city in the world. Manipulation, exploitation. Because if they're not pointing with God's word to the cross, my friend, there's no way we can become skillful in the word of righteousness. There's no way that we can sanctify the Lord. and He's only set apart in our heart in righteousness. And if we can't even explain what that is, if we don't even know the only way that happens is when our, faith, our heart is trusting in what it trusted in at the very beginning. When the heart believed unto righteousness, the Lord came rushing in, saved us, justified us, gave us His Spirit, set us in a race, hallelujah, all because we believed unto righteousness. That's not just an initial salvation verse in Romans 10 and 10. That is a verse that should be looked at through every verse of Scripture because all of God's words are in righteousness. I know this lesson has been a blessing, and it's been meat. For those who are moving from the milk to the meat. Many of us have gone on to the meat. Someone asked us some time back, When are you guys having your next revival services? And they meant, When are you having a guest speaker? See, that's where the mind of the church is. I told them our next revival services will be the next time we get together on Sunday morning or Wednesday night because we preach the message of life and those who believe it are revived. Those who, who, who are walking in this place the Holy Spirit guides us which He guides us into all truth because that's the only place He can show us the path of righteousness. Again, Proverbs 12 and 17. The reason most of God's people do not want to hear this plain, simple, sound doctrine is because they would have to give up their pretending that they're right. They're, they, they, would have to, they would have to acknowledge Not only that they've been doing wrong, but they have been wrong. And they would also have to allow the Lord to plant them in a place that pleases Him, not because of the reasons they planted themselves. I know what I'm talking about. I've self-planted myself in years past. But the Lord plants His people where it pleases Him, the New Testament scriptures say, where they can flourish in His courts. And there is no flourishing until we go from the milk to the meat. And the meat is where we're hearing God's words, all of God's word in their righteous context, meaning the focus of Christ, our righteousness, and His righteous work at Calvary. I could go on and on, but I have to quit And I praise God for every single one of you who've joined the ranks of this last day's army. We're just one of a few local churches on the earth today, and there are some in every nation, tribe, and tongue on the planet, but they are very few. They are very few. There are many that claim they're preaching the message of the cross, but they only mention it occasionally. I pray that they're growing into the place where they are becoming skillful in the word of righteousness because it's not a matter of who's got more faith than someone else. It's a matter of how strong we are or weak we are in the faith and what determines the area of strength or weakness is what we're doing with the word of God's righteousness seen, experienced, and only found. Found in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. for our next broadcast concerning Bible faith in light of the cross. That has blessed my soul, and I know it has many of you. And don't forget to pray for us. And again, don't forget to sow into the ministry to help us with the Bibles to inmates and to help us support a couple of churches overseas that we support. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word give to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. I'll see you next time. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.